Hey sluts, I'm Aubrey, an Aquarius Sun, Scorpio Moon, Taurus Rising. And I'm Danny, a Sag Sun, Leo Moon, Libra Rising. And, and we're, we're your Astro, Astro Sluts. <laughs> Happy spooky Happy season. Happy spooky season. If you haven't already <laughs> picked it up, we are in costume <laughs> today. We're feeling silly goofy. Um, if you don't watch our video podcasts, head on over to Spotify. Highly recommend. Um, we're Wednesday in Enid today. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like, can we say it? we're going to dress up every yeah, week? Is we're going to dress up every week. So. As your favorite pink goth duos. Yeah. Icons only, bitch. Yes. <laughs> um we've missed you it's a new season it's a new season spooky season season seven I think this (laughs) is the shortest break we've taken for sure yeah so I'm like I feel like it's it's like not new but it's new it is new it is new good for us I really snapped back (laughs) I know want to know how to get that guy text their mom we're gonna need that time we'll be your latest crush call us astro sluts yeah you have you have updates for us well not not really anything crazy um I'm really excited for fall honestly I'm just like really excited for season change I my doctor told me to start taking vitamin b12 and I swear (laughs) to god it's ruined my life the past three weeks, this shit has ruined my life <laughs> and like literally undid like three years of therapy. Like, yeah. <laughs> like so I've just awesome. been recovering from my vitamin intake. Um, <laughs> if you're sensitive out there too, you might have, you might have also been overstimulated by vitamin B12. I'm not sure. But for me personally, it made me feel like I was... <laughs> like truly like paralyzed with fear all the time like I couldn't get work done like I was just like sitting staring at my laptop like dead dead eyes dead brain like nothing like too much so much energy I was like non-functioning so that took me a while to come down from now I've just stopped taking it so she's gonna be pissed when I have to go back for my blood work in three months to check my vitamin b levels because they're gonna be the same um but Maybe yeah, you just eat more kale or something. I know. Like, that's what I'm like. Cheese, eggs, like we don't, neither of us eat meat. So it's not. Yeah. But I'm like, I, other stuff has vitamin other B12. Stuff has B12. I don't know. It was not good. Um, I've been doing acupuncture though. That's been my amazing. trying to ground myself and I'm really liking it. That's my big update, I think. That's amazing. Thank you. Beware. <laughs> Beware of B12. <laughs> Um, I think like the biggest update I have for our listeners yeah. is that my ex is engaged. Yeah. Um, yeah. Breaking I don't think news. Breaking news. Like I want the thing to come across the bottom of the screen. <laughs> what is that called? Um, a script or something? I don't know. There's don't a, know. a runner. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's just. So that's something. That's something um, that we can all make of what we will. I'm feeling really good about it. Yeah. Honestly. Like, I'm feeling, like, really good about it. Um, which, like, I am proud of all the work that I've done on myself in the past few months. Yeah, me too. And, like, I do, like, things, like, did start to, like, come, were coming up for me, like, about that relationship. And then I was like, wait, am I, like, not, am I, like, not over that whole situation? Is that is this, like, not, like, am I, you know, obviously, like, healing is not linear type B. Yeah. But, like it felt really good to have like a pillar of like this thing happened and it did not upset me. No, totally. Yeah. That's very fair. Well, because I think it really is the difference of like, you can miss being in a relationship. You can miss the partnership, whatever, but you, you don't miss the person. Yeah. And that's like a big, that's a big growth step. Yes. So yeah, that's that. I'll remind you that this apartment happened in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We no, won't I, we won't say anything else. Yeah, that's that's all. I I did move out May first. Happy Cheers. Yeah, <laughs> cheers.
our next Ooh. segment. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I said that at so scary. <laughs> I've got goosebumps. Um, it's time for your weekly horoscope. <laughs> I went plural. Sorry. It's okay. I, re- I can't figure out what we just said that like, but it was something. I don't giving, know. Like, it was giving a Disney channel. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, spell. <laughs> Um, we're going to let you know what's happening in the sky this week. What, uh, new cycles to look out for, what shifts are going on with the planets. Beautiful. I'll start us off with Libra season. Um, Libra season started on September 22nd, depending on your time zone. It was an overnight situation. Um, but we are here now when you are listening to this, we are in Libra season. It's a wonderful season. I'm excited. It's a first house season for me. Again, it was 12th house with the Virgo and the anxiety vitamins. So that was a lot for me. So I'm excited to come back finding balance. Obviously for everyone is a great theme to kind of work with this month. Um, Also just like big shift seasonally from summer to fall. So Libra is our cardinal sign. Um, So it's like new energy, new era. Fall is here. We are slowing down after the summer craze cuffing season famously upon us at this time of year um which is very fitting for libra as it is libra core (laughs) rude (laughs) ruled by venus um so if you're not feeling the lovey-dovey vibes you can also like update your fall wardrobe go the more aesthetic route or you can start dating go on some dates break up with someone break up with your summer fling a la very hairy hill yes or start something new maybe take something to the next level enjoy cheers (laughs) then on september 29th we have a full moon in aries um this is considered the harvest moon Mm. um this the harvest moon is whatever full moon is closest to the autumnal equinox Mm. um which i believe is the start of libra season yeah um or no i guess i think it can change I guess this year it is about the same. Okay, scratch that. Um, Like, because sometimes the harvest moon is the September full moon, and sometimes it's it's the October full moon. Um, Like, it's like the no. I guess it's like the equal day of the year. Yeah. Okay, this is all clicking for me now. The autumnal equinox is when like the day and the night are equal Mm -hmm. lengths, Um, and on the harvest full moon, the moon rises just after sunset Mm. as opposed to I didn't realize I guess every day the moon rises 50 minutes later oh I didn't really know that I guess it has to like start over at some point but at some point in the year it's it's rising 50 minutes later every night so the harvest full moon is like the moon rises right after sunset so like if you were a farmer you'd be able to like Mm -hmm. harvest your crops for longer in those couple evenings yeah um Full moons in general, this is like the halfway point part of our monthly moon cycle. It's not really the time to like start projects or anything. Um, Things can feel like heightened. Things are going to be illuminated like the moon is. Um, So I would say now is like a good time to take inventory of how you're feeling. If you're like feeling amazing and like things are are happening and you're liking them, like Mm. good for you, like take note of what you've done differently this month and be like, yes, I'm going to keep doing that. But if things are not going how you want, also take note of that. Try to like take care of yourself the best you can for these next two weeks and give yourself little notes in two weeks when we have a new moon. That's the time to like set your intentions, like make, make different choices so that the next full moon, you're not like totally burnt out or anything because the full moon the days surrounding the full moon are going to be like the highest energy in if you're like taking care of yourself those are going to be the days with the highest energy of the month but if you haven't been taking care of yourself you're going to like feel like shit yeah totally so good things to take note on Mm -hmm. and um 
reflect on. Um, this one, this full moon is in Aries. So like we know Aries can be super like impulsive, re- reactionary. They're like big debaters, like mm-hmm. <laughs> devil's advocate for sport yeah. <laughs> type of energy. Um, so try to sleep on that. I don't know. I would say if you like have any like emotional decisions that you're trying to make, like sleep on it. Sleep yeah. on it a couple times. Like you don't need to do it now. I think this like Aries Libra axis is something that keeps yeah. coming up for us in episodes totally. recently. Um, so, you know, finding that balance between like your independence and what you need and your like relationships with other people. Beautiful. Boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> This season, we are going to Monster Monster High, Monster High, The Party Never Dies for our education segment. I recently looked up the lyrics to Monster High and found out there's so many versions of the song. So that's the one I know from the commercials. I didn't know that. Okay, I was trying to show that I have a black cat, which is nicely on theme. She needs to be held. Um, But anyways... She will not be a prop. No, she won't, which I respect. <laughs> um, I didn't even, I didn't know that there was multiple Monster High songs. Well, because I think, cause like we knew them as dolls, right? I was under the impression they were dolls. Okay, yeah. So that's what I thought. They were dolls, but then there was like a show. Okay, yeah. So then there's like a song on the show. Related or unrelated? Related. Okay. But like, I think it had like. I think it took on a lot of lives beyond okay. the Target doll. I'm also imagining a Lil Uzi music video. Does that have anything actually to do with Monster High? Or is it just like the vibe? I don't know. Maybe the vibe. But it's, it doesn't sound wrong. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> I feel like I need to look it up now. Oh, it's Demon High. Oh. Okay, but this, this music video. Okay. Lil Uzi. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Did we get into what it is? No. Okay, great. Can you carry on? So this week at Monster High, we're going to be learning about Pluto. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, should, we just, should we just dive in? Yeah. I guess we could say that all season we're going to be talking about like spooky, concerning, alarming, <laughs> maybe frightful astrology topics that aren't any of those things truly, but just things that once we, you know, once we know better, we can do better, we can understand better. So we're going to be talking about all the spooky things in astrology. <laughs> um, and what better than Pluto? Um, Pluto, as we know, is the farthest planet from the sun. Call it what you will. Right. NASA. <laughs> it's a planet for our yeah. Terms and purposes. Um, it was named after Hades, which is a king of the underworld. Spooky. Um, because I guess Hades' Roman name is Pluto. And it mm. means riches. Oh, fun fact. I didn't know that. Didn't know that either. Pluto is going to be the planet of like death and transformation. Um, some people consider it connected to like your fate or destiny mm-hmm. type of situations. Also like power, rebirth. But, like, obsessions, too. So I feel like it has, like, anything on that access in the positive way, like, power rebirth to, like, the darker side of those themes. Yeah, things that you're really good at or things that will, like, be your Your detriment. detriment. (laughs) Beautiful. It's the modern ruler of Scorpio. Um, So traditionally, Scorpio is ruled by Mars, which we probably know. But in modern rulership, it is Scorpio. It is – it rules – Scorpio. So a lot of those themes are going to come up as we chit chat today. Um, It also takes 248 years to orbit the Zodiac. So it is quite far and slow moving. Um, Two summers ago, last summer, we did Pluto and Sagittarius episodes. So it is like very generational. We think it's a little more powerful than just saying like millennial Gen Z with the random years. It's a little more defined by um, Pluto's movement, which takes 12 to 31 years per sign. So also a range there, but quite a long time, essentially. Um, yes, I will. We're going to go through Pluto through all the like signs slash houses. Mm-hmm. Not p- there aren't. OK, I had a crazy realization and like thinking about how I wanted to say this for this episode but so I took notes on like which generations line up with which Pluto Mm. placements Mm -hmm. and I'll mention them as we go through um the realization that I had though was that like our podcast is gonna exist forever Uh uh-huh so like in theory like 
in 200 years when or like not even let's say like in 100 years when Pluto was in a sign that like nobody alive right now has so we oh. would be like we could skip it but like so this could always be relevant to some that's so true because I was thinking I said <laughs> like I was like we should do like should we do house of signs and then when I was doing my research last night I was like okay like I guess we can think more sign be- or house I mean yes. because obviously Sadly, the people maybe 250 years are no longer <laughs> listening with us here today, but you're right. But in theory, in the future, someone could be listening to this and we could be like, well, we're just going to skip Aries because nobody alive has Aries. Fuck but you. <laughs> <laughs> but so like this is yeah. for the children of the future. That's beautiful. We're going <laughs> to talk about them. Oh, last thing, just like uh, the word I'm looking for like overview wise mm-hmm. I do think that Pl- your Pluto placement is somewhere where you can like find self-transformation through facing your fears mm-hmm. is like a good way to like totally put through it like this is gonna be something you might have like you might find challenging in your chart but yeah like, if you like take the time and energy to like work through and like reflect and think about your relationship to this mm-hmm. part of your life yeah, definitely something that's going to probably come up, like, not one time in your life. Yes. Like, something that's going to be a theme over and over throughout your life that, like, yeah, you can just, you can either keep doing the same thing or you can change your relationship to it kind of vibe. Shall we get into it? I think so. Okay, so I'm going to start with Aries and then also the first house. I'm doing it as a onesie. Yeah. Um, this is obviously, like, quite an intense intimidating first impression kind of vibe so like those people who you meet and they're just like (gasps) like mysterious haughty energy like that kind of like captivating you want to know more about them like you can think of it rising sign energy like your first impression they've just got like an air about them um like Johnny Depp has this placement and obviously like boo Johnny Depp but like that does make a lot of sense like absolutely that gaze mysterious mysterious hottie um these people could also be like quite private and reserved um just because like your personal self is something you're not willing to like share out to the world publicly I could see this being someone who like has three posts on Instagram like just like one bro um or like doesn't like will like hard launch their first child and people didn't even know they were married on social media kind of thing like just like not a not an overshare um as we we like to do on this in this realm um you might feel like very obsessed with power um or that might be like a theme that comes up for you like personal power or the pursuit of power I would say for this like ideally it's something you find within yourself and not like project onto people I think would be the nice way to grow into this um and you probably have a big fear of rejection which like we all do but I feel like with this first house it's like a lot more personal energy of like fear like if you put something out like every once in a while you put something out and it's not received it's like taken very heavily as mm-hmm. opposed to just being like huh, no one laughed at my joke I'll just say another one like it doesn't feel like the vibe here I love it that's the first house um if you in the future have <laughs> Pluto in Taurus or if today you have Pluto in the second house um this is gonna be like like overall financial themes it's giving mm. confessions of a shopaholic yeah I used to love that oh movie I love that movie I, think I have it on dvd over there low-key can I say something quick yeah please so the last time I saw that movie I was getting a blowout and I was and they were playing it like at dry bar I was like this is the worst movie to play as I'm paying someone like 75 dollars to blow dry my hair and then there's like the girl whose life is being torn to shred because she can't stop shopping. I was like, pick a different movie. Yeah, it's giving like you're the type you need to like chop up your credit cards and like freeze them <laughs> in ice cubes. I love that. It's so funny. And I also love that it like, that it's just like not possible anymore. Yeah, like, no. With Apple Pay and whatever. Yeah, they've made it impossible to do. But I definitely think there could be a tendency for like yeah. overspending here, just like obsessed with like things, things you own, like just could having stuff having totally. money having belongings um so I definitely think like reflecting on your relationship to those things are the things that you spend your money on like in true mm-hmm. alignment with your values kind of things 
um i do think this could be like an indicator just of wealth in general like just money comes easily to you um but yeah it might be a bit of an obsession Mm -hmm. uh pluto in gemini or in the third house in your chart this is where my pluto is um very opinionated you might be a very like direct or blunt communicator it might be something that you've struggled with your whole <laughs> life <laughs> um but this is gonna I think like translate into just like a deep need to discover like what is true to you like what is your personal truth um you might hold like very different beliefs over the course of your life which I thought was interesting but I think makes a lot of sense with that like Gemini energy of just like trying to learn and learn and learn and then like grow and grow and grow from it um this also could have to do with like drama with siblings neighbors those kinds of like close community members to you um could be like you had a hard time connecting with people as a child or were like bullied a lot in school so I think maybe some like nice inner child work would be good for that here too um and just you know, keep discovering your true self. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, I don't know, like, a ton about this particular, like, this is not either of our, like, niche astrology knowledges, mm-hmm. but I do think Pluto in general is, like, a, a early childhood development indicator. Like, yeah. wherever, I do think it's one of those things, like, wherever your Pluto is, like, is indicative of what you were struggling with as mm-hmm. a baby, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So I do think inner child work is like yeah. overall for everybody. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so and like ma- yeah, maybe looking into it specifically of like whatever category it is. Yeah. Like if it's in the second house, like what was your relationship to money growing up, kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, but let's move on. If uh, you have Pluto in Cancer or the fourth house. Um, which might be your grandparents. Um, the last time Pluto was in Cancer mm. was 1914 to 1938. Mm. So the folks are alive, some yeah. of them. Um, this is giving through, like, working through ancestral trauma is mm-hmm. going to be a big thing. You might be, like, one of those people that's, like, obsessed with building your, like, family tree or, like, doing research on your ancestry or, like, cultural identity, mm-hmm. like, doing doing that kind of digging through the past um which I do think is um super interesting and just like there was like a I feel like in that like 1914 1938 at least in like the United States it's like a lot of immigration totally happening there so it's very interesting that yeah like this time of like movement and like I think that's like industrial revolution yeah times right so it's like this aggressive movement forward all while the same time like we need to like keep a connection to the past yeah definitely um but I do think if this placement in particular is like very important to like work through these like you know generational traumas and whatever before you can like have like a family of your own Mm -hmm. like it's definitely stuff you need to like work through otherwise it's going to be like continuing down your your family tree we yeah. don't want that. We don't want that. Um, Pluto in Leo or in the fifth house. Can you give us the years? 1938 to 1957. Beautiful. Um, this is definitely going to be like a strong urge to create. Um, and maybe in like very interesting or different ways. You might have just like unusual talents or hobbies different than other people. Um, you might create like very taboo work or like very like niche kinds of art like things that just like you might not see like expect to see in a museum or like on a large scale um obviously it can get there but you might just feel like you want to make things that are like weird or different than others or like you (laughs) might be afraid to put it out into the world um I thought this was interesting obviously fifth house with like creation can also be children so this was saying like you might have a hard time connecting to your children like they just feel very different Mm. than you which I thought like 
was an interesting tidbit there like kind of the same thing with like the art feeling like oh my god is this too scary to put out into the world then you're like oh my god like this is my child and I don't know how to relate to them at all Mm -hmm. so kind of same energy there um very Leo energy here of just like you might really struggle to um with like rejection if you're not the center of attention or if your work wasn't really well received or you're not the star of the show um very strong ego here, which obviously we know can be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you use it. Um, this placement can also become like easily emotionally out of whack or overwhelmed, which I think is just a very, it's a very artist way to be. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and fifth house is all about risk too like that kind of like we when we talked about it like in a hookup sense but this with Pluto it said it brought up gambling a couple different times interesting just that kind of like obsession with risk that like comes through gambling but I think obviously it can come through like other kind of like mm-hmm. detrimental yeah. things as well as a right as like less anything, literal yeah, yeah. Not blackjack yeah exactly so maybe something to you know keep your eye on for yourself uh if you have uh, Pluto in Virgo, this was if you were born between 1959 and 1972, or if you have Pluto in the sixth house, it'll all have the same kind of vibe. Um, the last time Pluto was in Virgo is this like boomer mm. generation, mm. which just, mm. mm-hmm, which like, so then Virgo sixth house is giving like so like really body yeah. issues. Is like the main thing that I'm. Yeah, I'm like thinking arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps, um, but I really feel like it's like so no, much totally. of like what we have grown up with is like yeah. the adults being like I don't know like fucking Victoria's Secret feels so yeah like Pluto in Virgo. No, totally to me. Um, just like yeah, it just I don't know. It just makes sense. Like your relationship with your body, like. We recommend body neutrality in this house. Yeah. But, you know, do what you will. Um, but yeah, I think it's very much like fi- it's very physical. Yeah. It also just gives like I mean, I don't I don't actually have any basis on this. I'm just just yeah, speaking from the ball. speaking from the brain. <laughs> it's giving like um, like I would love to track like the rise of like uh pharmaceutical commercials mm, and yes. all like the medical stuff I and mean, that's kind of interesting when we talk about virgo too absolutely mm, feels like there was maybe a correlation yeah lots of like beauty health yeah he- yeah like etc like in yeah. in all the ways that those two things connect like um whether it's like plastic surgery yeah. or dieting or exercise or whatever mm-hmm. like i think an obsession either way on being like obsessed with obsessed with being pretty obsessed with being pretty or it's like that also that obsessive like health like yeah weird dieting or like whatever like which you know I guess a quote over health on that like just the obsession with working out like yeah 40 times a day or whatever Mm -hmm. um are things to look out for you know um I do oh and then also in another axis of Virgo I think this could also show up as like struggling with like a work-life balance yeah totally um like being obsessed with working or whatever um but posy spin to round us out something that is really supportive for Virgo are is routine the sixth house is like daily life so I do think that um for people with these placements like having some sort of routine Mm -hmm. in health or whatever is like in work is gonna yeah. like be supportive of you. So like look at look at implementing mm-hmm. healthy supportive routines for yourself mm-hmm. and stick into it. Beautiful. Pluto in Libra or the seventh house. Last time Pluto was in Libra was nineteen seventy one to nineteen eighty four. So it's like Gen okay. X territory. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is very much transformation through partnerships. Again, that comes with risk. That comes <laughs> with reward, as does everything. Um, but you may attract very dominant partners, like that very plutonic energy. Um, if we think about like when we talked about descendant in last season, like it is like that kind of, it's in that area of your life. So you might 
really attract people with like a very intense energy or you could be the one in the relationship with that intense energy. Um, I think that could like either play out as a like deep fear of connection, of bonding, of being intimate with someone where like you feel like you hold the power there because you like don't want to give in to someone or you could probably on the other side of that where like you are grasping for power and the other person holds it is like just being like very obsessive in your relationship, very like anxious attachment kind of leaning energy. Um, so obviously the goal here would be to find the balance. Libra. Um, breaking down kind of those like kind of power struggles or barriers and finding that balance where both parties hold some power. You have your own power. And so does your partner. Um, these people will also most likely have a very strong sense of justice, of wanting to do right, wanting to make right in the world, um, and like finding, you know, harmony throughout. Up next, we've got Scorpio or Pluto in the eighth house. Um, last time Pluto was in Scorpio was 1984 through 1995. So this is like millennial energy. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure this is where my Pluto is. Eighth house? Yeah, I think it is. House. Pluto rules the eighth house. So I do think that there is some like comfortability here with these like intense mm -hmm. eighth house energies. Hence me dressed up as Wednesday <laughs> today. Like, as like you <laughs> deliver this speech <laughs> this Wednesday. Fitting. Um, but eighth house is the house of sex, death, like contracts, like legally binding stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, all these like kind of like darker sometimes aspects of life, yeah. um, that, that they all do kind of like require some like work to them a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, um, like I, we don't like say this a lot, but like marriage is a legally binding yeah. contract, for example. Right. Um, so if you have these placements like these types of like scenarios are going to feel more like transformative to you like if somebody dies or if you get married or like if you sign a contract that is like just more indicative of mm -hmm. like like an w internal change I guess yeah um for these types of people I do think that there's also like obviously opportunity for obsession with any of these types of scenarios or like you could also feel like you like really shy away from them and you like mm -hmm. just avoid that me being like I'm never getting married <laughs> yeah um also just being like they don't exist right totally um Sagittarius Pluto and the ninth house I want to say this is 95 to 2008 but I don't know if that's true yes it is oh my god I remember Superstar. that from last year <laughs> good brain um this is going to be very big like interest in religion philosophy um very intelligent type you might just be a big smarty pants here <laughs> um I also thought it was cool that these placements you might feel like very connected to other realms like you might be a little bit psychic there just like very in tune um but really, the power here for you is going to come through finding your own belief system. So, like, learning about different philosophies, different religions, and then, like, taking it and really seeing what, like, what marinates with you. No. <laughs> what <Kind> resonates. <laughs> I love the word marinate. What <laughs> resonates with you. And then, like, forming your own opinions on them. Forming your own, like, way of life through it. Um, very e pray love energy here, too. Like, the ninth house Sagittarius kind of wanderlusty adventurer themes um just like discovering yourself through learning about other cultures and other people different ideologies um I do think these people would be like very good cult leaders like this is very big like like kind of that like Sagittarian like <laughs> whirlwind like they can just sweep you up and yeah. like they've got such a strong idea in pursuit of like what they want like people probably will follow you you know, use your powers for good is my recommendation. <laughs> um, if you have Pluto in Capricorn, this is the people born from 2008 to, th to 2024, um, uh, like up until like January of this coming year. Or if you have Pluto in the 10th house. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, this is going to have to do with your relationship between or like to success and like mm-hmm. authority. Um, you might like crave having a lot of power in a work environment. It is giving yeah. like potential for like workplace tyrant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love those. Um, but you also do have the potential to be a great leader. Um, you might just or like on the flip side might need to if you're like shying away from being a leader might need to work towards that mm-hmm. um, or like l- work through what is preventing you from being like no I could like lead a project um, I do think that this is like also like our house of like fame and like yeah public image kind of thing so I definitely think there's a tendency to like be obsessed in that realm or you might just like be a person who's like videos go viral yeah. all the time for no fucking reason like you might just like find being seen like it might mm. just like happen to you um very easily yeah that's interesting yeah uh, Pluto in Aquarius or the 11th house this is going to be a very charismatic character here you might attract very intense friendships um that can obviously go a lot of different ways but I think like what we talk about a lot that kind of like passionate friendship like blurring the lines between like romance friendship like that just like big intensity feels like that would be something that might come to you um or maybe like you know Judas feeling betrayed by <laughs> your <laughs> betrayed by your friends like throughout your life kind of thing not just like one time like maybe that's like you have a little bit of a fear of getting into friendships because you've been like scorned before um you probably do have like have had struggles with fitting into groups even though you like deep down do really want to fit in or really want to be like in community or feel seen by people um but these types of people would often like rather like be alone than be like with shitty or like fake friends kind of vibe um so that might be the struggle of just like you maybe just feel like a loner or something because you have couldn't find those or haven't found those right connections yet um so big like literally even though this is not Aries or Libra but like that kind of energy of like feeling like you want to stand out but fit in Aquarius Leo dynamic here Mm -hmm. of like you want to fit in with the group but you also want to maintain your like quirks and independence and individuality so just like finding that finding that internal versus external balance I think um that'll also be super interesting to see like because These are people, people with being born starting next year and onward are going to have that placement. And I just feel like them being born into like a fully pandemic world, a fully digital digital world. world, Like it is just like giving everything that you just said. No, totally. That's so sad. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. And to round us out, um, we've got Pluto in Pisces, which will be like people born in 20 years from now onward um or if you have Pluto in the 12th house 12th house is like the house of the underworld although it is ruled by Neptune in astrology Mm -hmm. um but it is like similar like murky dark energy these like things that are hidden um so I would say like either getting to know your shadow self as a way to like transform um working with your subconscious or you might just like already be like psychic or like just be Mm -hmm. really into these like ethereal kind of like witchy like dark kind of like psychological yeah subjects digging up like what is unnecessary i think this is um i can't think of like exactly the reference i'm thinking of but like it's giving like it's giving hacker energy honestly Mm. it's like going you're that person that's like something is not right here and I'm gonna figure out what it is and you're like digging deep like finding like the root of these like totally problems that are going on and you can freaking burn it down yeah totally it's giving burner accounts yes it Mm -hmm. is giving when you look at who's seen your instagram story yeah and it's porn 101 (laughs) i think it is so funny when girls make accounts like that like have how the girlies have like copied spam yeah accounts to blend in to stock yeah literally but did you know that's what when you go on to like 
because I have friends who do this. We don't (laughs) judge them, but they do this. When I, like, when my friend, like, I had a friend who, like, tested it on me. And they were like, what does it look like when I watch your story through this, like, anonymous website? And it is, like, butt pick, like, story watcher 101 or whatever. Yeah. But that, (laughs) I know. And I just get so weirded out because I'm like, some of those definitely are spam. But how do you know? Because those things watch my story all the time. All the time. They're liking them, too. They like, yeah, immediately <laughs> likes it, which is just like makes it embarrassing. Cause yeah, when she went out there, it immediately liked my story. Oh, I was like, you like my story, and she was like, oh my god, like that's like makes it even worse. Is that how you know then? Maybe. I think so. The ones that like your yeah. story are are the the fakers. Yeah, your st- literal the stalkers. Yeah. Gosh, that is so interesting. Yeah, so interesting. Take a look at your birth <laughs> chart see where Pluto falls on your chart and then maybe just reflect on like your life as a whole Mm -hmm. honestly and see where those like themes come up for you or come up often or where you maybe like just like push them aside and out of your view see what you can gather yeah and no pressure this is not going to be like an easy fix or like yeah overnight like transformation this is just like some nice little like insight. A, yeah, of a like, little check. Yeah. Oh, this is like something that we're going to be like thinking about our relationship to forever. Mm-hmm. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> our next segment this season is called Skeletons in the Closet. Um, Ooh. <laughs> we're uh, getting them out. Um, we like to take a little break from astrology and just talk about life and stuff um, for a few minutes every episode. Kitten, can we not be doing that? Thank you. Um, every episode. And yeah, today we're going to talk about <laughs> misogyny. I'm laughing because I wish that we got a skeleton and then what if I pulled it out from <laughs> behind the couch? Okay, and maybe next time. I know, I'm like, wait. And it sat right in the middle. I have a skull in my car. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let our viewers at home decide if it's it's fake or not. Um, We'll circle back. Yeah, circle back on that. Um, Yeah, a truly terrifying topic. Yeah. For this week. Um, And it's been it's been so prominent. Yeah. Do you want to start? <laughs> yeah, I can start. Um, I do. I said this to you yesterday. Yeah. I did yesterday. I just had like starting yesterday. I now just start crying whenever I see my friends, <laughs> yeah. which is lovely. Actually, no, it started on Wednesday because I had therapy on Wednesday morning. I did it literally at our office because <laughs> I was like so busy. Um, But uh. The, the voices in my brain were being really mean on Tuesday, but uh-huh. I was so busy at work. I almost canceled therapy. Oh and then God. I was like, yeah, no, not the time. we actually can't do that this week. Um, so I did it at the office. Um, but I literally started crying before therapy even started because I was like, oh, my God, like, my dad loves me so much. <laughs> so I think at least um, sometimes my tears in the last week have been a like there's people that really love me. yeah <laughs> which is beautiful anyway back to misogyny I said this to you yesterday yeah but something very interesting that I have noticed as a you know gender non-conforming person mm-hmm. is that I do experience misogyny super differently yeah than a lot of other people because or who are not men um because at least, you know, the people I'm surrounded by at the moment, the people that are just like classic fucking misogynists that like just like very bluntly misogynists like are freaked out by me and they just don't know what to do with me. Mm-hmm. And I do think that there's probably an aspect of like, oh, yeah, I hate women. I wouldn't want to be one either. So like, yeah, there no, is I've some obviously sort been of, like, thinking about this a lot since you said this. Yesterday yeah, there's too, some yeah. like there's some like a little bit of common ground yeah. that I do like get pulled over. But then it is the people that are like, oh, I'm one of the good guys, though. Like, no, I like 
I know your pronouns and stuff. Like, yeah. It's like those people that I feel like I experience way more misogyny from because they think they're like above it and like yeah it's like yeah they're like, like too oh. close to be a problem or something yeah they're just like oh no I'm I'm not a misogynist like I, I'm yeah and it's giving like I don't yeah it's like they're not actively not misogynist because they're just like oh yeah I'm just not one mm-hmm. and I'm like mm, okay but you're not like really looking at like that your actions here yeah because just because you're not saying misogynistic shit or whatever yeah like you're not like calling me a bitch doesn't mean that you're not treating me I know not great yeah it is interesting we know the same group of people (laughs) obviously (laughs) but like the way that like half of this group treated me with misogyny was like by like saying like just like deeply inappropriate things like making jokes about dating me that were inappropriate or who I've dated or you know whatever like very like classically misogynistic Mm -hmm. and then the other I would say the other group were always friendly cordial we were not really ever close if that makes sense like but almost I guess it's it's same but different in the way of like they probably didn't feel like they had any connection to me. So yes. like their misogyny wasn't outward either, mm-hmm. but it was like, what am I, well, I'm going to be friends with that blonde bitch over there. Like, what does she have? Like, why would I fuck with her kind of thing? Yeah. But then it's like, it's like the opposite. Yes. But yes. it's no, not, no, but it but yes. Okay. Yes. I, I think I can, I can articulate, I can start to, cause yes, because then, group b for you yeah it's like oh no this is someone that has similar interests to me and right. like a more similar like let's just say aesthetic i right. guess and they're like oh yeah, yeah we're cool but then group a for you is like like i can't right. date you no so literally like, like i'm not no gonna f- grab your you ass serve, yeah so like so you serve no function right like i'm today. not gonna be like horrifyingly yeah but they're like, but if I can't say that stuff to you, then I don't know how to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. It's literally terrible. And I went and saw a bunch of they thems that I know earlier today. And it was so lovely. And it was like crazy to be in a space where I was like oh gender just like actually doesn't matter here yeah it was like all like the whole like everybody in the room was trans and I was like no just like genuinely it does nobody cares we're all we're all like doing that work like actively yeah so it's just like literally chill as opposed to like in other in other groups that I have been in recently where it's like we yeah like in our brains gender doesn't matter no yeah, but like yeah, yeah. in function it it is it is a problem no totally like I feel like we like talked about this a couple of weeks ago like when we had chefs like the like like I see men and women as equals like kind of thing like yes. I think everyone is equal no matter their gender like Okay. Great. Great. Like, so wonderful, <laughs> wonderful thought process there. Good for you. But then, like, if you are consistently, like, dogging or not listening to or, like, belittling non-men, and then when a dude says something, like, you're like, fuck yeah, let's go. Let's go. Like, mm-hmm. okay, then it is, like, mm-hmm. like that. You, you cannot <laughs> lean on that as your pillar. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, that exact thing happened to me yesterday, like, a lot of times. <laughs> like, it's so frustrating because it's like, yeah, I know you're sitting here being like, well, I'm an ally. Like, I'm a feminist. But, like, you literally, like, I, like, have been in work scenarios or whatever. Like, every single, like, uh, a manager, an upper, a whatever, female leader, like, me as, like, a, a co-worker level, whatever, like, will not be even acknowledged and then like the second a dude says something literally they could be an intern yes and then the dude is like oh we should do this and then it's like oh yeah and then but like those people really do believe that they are that they're like they're they don't treat people any differently no exactly and that's what's so fucking annoying 
And I do think that there is an aspect of this of like, I don't like know what the right word is, but the best analogy I can give is like affirmative action. Like, I don't know. I can't, I don't know if (laughs) it's like diversity, equity, inclusion. Like, I think it's like in one of those type of words, but it's like in these people's heads, it's like, well, we're equals. So, you know, you have just as much right to like make a decision as I do. Right. But it's like, okay, but like, the context how we are raised like there's just like so many reasons as to like well a I'm also just not a fucking asshole so I'm not gonna like steamroll everyone be like no actually my idea is the best and that's why we're gonna do it right like I'm just never gonna do that I know but then I do honestly like I'll do that kind of stuff and then I'm literally the enemy number one yeah and it's like, like literally, but like shit, I'm though. doing the same thing that other people are doing. Yep. It's, it's literally causes me insane. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it literally is. drives me insane. Yeah. No, it's the worst. I, <laughs> I know. It's, it's all really crushed me this yeah. past week. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have any advice because <laughs> it's like no. really gets to me too. Yeah, it's there's like. I mean, obviously, if you can avoid people like that, do Great. that. But like, obviously, that's not always the case. Like, it's not always that simple. Yeah, I sent one. I sent I sent one fuck you text to a male collaborator so far today, but I have a second that I need to send. Um, you. Thank you. What it did felt you good. say? Um, read it <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. I'm like, I feel like this is deep enough in our episode that I can say this. Yeah, <laughs> I think like, so too. Like, if you're still with us, like, you're not the people we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I was working this with this producer, whatever. We made a song. I was going to do the cover art for it. Yeah. I had been planning it with, you know, my photographers, my graphic designer, we had been talking about it. I was like researching the props that I needed, the techniques that we were going to use, etc. Um, and then this producer like just wouldn't stop pushing me on like the release date and whatever. And like I am a quality over quantity type of person. Like, my team is going to take the time it fucking takes to, like, make a stunning piece of art. Like, why not? Um, I also, like, wasn't that happy with the song. So I felt like, okay, at least, like, let me make this album art really good. And then, like, you know, to be honest, like, how many of my Instagram followers are really going to listen to my song? (laughs) Like, like not that many. (laughs) So, like, at least, like, to the people in my direct circle that yeah. I know I can post the cover art and they could be like oh I bet that's a six song love it <laughs> it's all for show yeah um marketing but then he was just like annoying me so much that I was like you know what dude like whatever you if you need to release this song now you do the cover art um just like credit me as a feature on the song mm. I was like honestly like let me just like get this off my mm-hmm. plate it was stressing me out and I was like, I just like don't need this. Yeah. To be honest. like, I'm not that proud of it. Like, let, right. let me just like let it be. Give him the steering wheel, and like I can just be kind of along for the ride. And then he sent. He was like, cool. Like immediately was like, yeah, great. I'll let you know when I have a release date. I was like, okay. First of all, yeah. as my producer, like this you should be a red been, flag. Yeah, you shouldn't have been that excited about that. Exactly. Okay. No, exactly. Um, I know. Yes, exactly. Exactly. This and I. I I didn't consciously bring this up, but this whole thing obviously is also misogyny. Yeah. Like rooted. Um, So I was just because in my prepping stage, bro had also sent me like he had sent our demo to one of his artist friends and was like, here's some other options for cover art. I was like, I told you I'm working on it. The last text I had sent to him was like, I'll let you know when it's ready. Yeah. Don't talk to me again until it's ready yeah so then whatever I hand this all off to him then he sends texts me 
earlier this week i literally like keep forgetting that i was also upset about this yeah on like it happened on tuesday or something mm. or like monday or tuesday and i was like literally so upset about it and then just so many other upsetting things yeah. happened it became minuscule yeah <laughs> um but bro sends me a photo and it was like i figured out the release date it's gonna be here and it was my idea for cover art but like executed so poorly do you think he like shot it or did he yes like- he shot it because then i looked many hours before he had texted me i didn't i don't watch his instagram stories because i don't yeah. care about bro at all i watched his instagram stories and it was like behind the scenes shots oh of him doing my That's shoe so weird thank you for saying that particularly because the text that i had sent him being like I said, like, hey, I've reflected on the rollout of this song. Like, I think it would be better suited, like, if you release it. And I literally, all I said was, then you can use your friend for the cover art and release whenever you want. And so then, of course, I text him today. And I was like, hey, I'm not cool with you taking my idea for the cover art. Yeah. I said, you can either find new cover art or take my, take my name off the feature. Yeah kind of slay um and of course then he's like oh i was under the impression that like that's still the direction we wanted to go i literally couldn't even fight him i was like i don't what on earth yeah what on earth gave you that impression because i all we've all we've looked at are my texts and all i said is then you can use your friend for cover art right yeah that's yeah i mean he literally like it would just be so easy. It would just be so easy to just be like, hey, I'm going to shoot this. Are you cool? Would you be happy if like I shot this idea for you? Right. If you like actually thought you were trying to be helpful. Right. Like why? Yeah. Why wouldn't you like run it by me? Right. Or um, like, hey, we're going to shoot this. Do you want to come or you want me to? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. No, exactly. Something. Yeah. And, you know, okay. our friend read this dude so right because like literally weeks and weeks ago something else like similar was happening and she was like why does he why do men think they can just like do things better than us no literally like i'm sorry but like what has that ever been true it's, it has it's never been it's, it's literally literally never been. never been but then bro also was like i'll make sure to credit you for the cover art i was like do no. not do that i was like that is not what i want do not do that but so he's like not willing to change the cover art and um oh, he was like God. I'll see if I can if I can reach out to my distributor and like take your name off. I was like it's got to be possible. Figure it the fuck out. He was like I was really hoping you would you would be a part of this rollout. Like I don't want to take credit for your work or whatever. I was like, "Bro, you dead. You already you, dead. You already have and this is what you've been wanting the entire time." I want literally <sighs> nothing to do with it i mean i should have fucking known when um i mean so long ago like literally i should have known in our first in our first session when he misgendered me yeah <laughs> i try uh, to be open I once know. again i really I try know. to be non-judgmental no i know it's so hard it's so hard and it's just like it's it's never not bitten me in the ass yeah me trying to be like kind and accepting and non-judgmental no i know it bites me in the ass every time yeah so i'm not gonna do it anymore good for you i'm re-entering my pretentious bitch era i think that's nice i think so too very wednesday well so that's misogyny i'm sure everyone listening knows it well as well um once again we have no advice (laughs) Just set your boundaries to whatever extent you can. Try to protect your peace. And work with people who aren't men, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That's my my best advice. And I've tried to untake that advice to be less judgmental. No, I know. And it's bitten me in the ass. To close out our first episode, we have an American <laughs> horror, horror story. <laughs> uh, we're so clever. <laughs> so clever. We have a 
wonderful submission this week. Um, it's just it's truly giving Libra man. So I thought that we would have a have a tale and mm-hmm. sit back and listen. Okay. Um, I don't I haven't read it yet either, so I'm excited. It's like honestly just classic. <laughs> but yeah. if you have an American dating horror story, it could be not American. It could be just a dating <laughs> horror story. Give please us international. Give us international horror story. Please share. Um, and we still will use this space for advice and questions as well. So there's links in all our social media bios and the show notes of this episode where you can submit. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Due to it being Libra season, I feel the need to tell my Libra dating horror story. I was working at a summer camp about eight years ago when I fell for a Libra man. I know, my first mistake. He then quickly wooed me with music, poetry, long nights, (laughs) staying up talking. It all felt very romantic. It wasn't unusual for the camp counselors to be sent on jobs outside of campgrounds. Um, I was on the team leaving the grounds for a week, and he was on another team staying behind. I was, of course, bummed that we wouldn't be spending the week together, but I carried on with that week's assignment, texting him in my free time to see how things were back at camp. He stopped texting me back, and of course, I was thinking, there's no way he's ghosting me, because when I come back on Friday, we're going to have to see each other. When I come back, I see he has grown close to my friend and my roommate at the time. (laughs) When there's no campers, the staff bunks together for for intel this person shares. I didn't think that they were romantically close because I remember her making remarks about how she'd never be interested in, quote, someone like him, whatever that meant. (laughs) She was also four years older than both of us, so the age difference was something that... uh, Something she cited as a reason to stay away from him as well. Quick, yeah. Quickly, I realized that things continued romantically between me and the Libra, but I did pick up on the fact that the three of us, me, the Libra man, and roommate, seemed to be doing everything together. It became harder <laughs> to get in time alone with him, and when she was around, he would hold my hand or kiss me, but always when she wasn't paying attention or when she had her back turned. We hadn't really talked about being public or private, so I didn't think much of this privacy. Flash forward to the end of summer, we don't live in the same state, so we both kind of knew what that meant for the end of summer. He said he really wanted to stay in touch with me, and I agreed. He writes me a beautiful love letter, (laughs) confirming everything that happened this summer was meaningful and that he loved me. I wrote him back, and that's kind of where things ended for us. Being in two different states just wasn't going to be sustainable for us. A couple months later, I'm hanging out with the roommate. She lived about an hour of where I was. We were going to a concert and getting ready together. She asked me if the Libra man and I had hooked up over the summer and that she um, had a feeling that's what had happened. I said yes and went on to tell her everything that happened between us and how we weren't really together anymore and had decided to leave things behind. She tells me that the week I was off campgrounds, they began hooking up after Libra Man told the roommate that him and I were hooking up earlier in the summer. <laughs> that didn't stop either of them. I then ask her, oh, let me guess he wrote you a letter too. And she said, what letter? We try to contact him to let him know that we know what he did over the summer and how horrible it is that he would play off both of us like that. Needless to say, he never answered, and his assistants ghosted us both. Since this, I've also reevaluated with my friendship with the roommate, and we haven't talked in years. Uh, yeah. Fucking classic. Fucking classic. Like, <laughs> Libra men are just such ghosters, aren't they? Such ghosters. Such two-timers. Like, I hate to say that, but, like, why are all the stories the same? They're all the same. Like, this one just takes place at a summer camp. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, they just, um, I mean, you know, we could just, I mean, couldn't you just tie anything to misogyny, really? Literally. But, like... It is that, like, people-pleasing energy plus 
misogyny. Yeah, literally. I mean, I guess to in his defense, which mostly where men wouldn't do, is he did tell her that they were hooking up before, which yeah, we ever. haven't, we yeah. don't usually <laughs> see. We don't usually see that kind of honesty. So, like, I give him that. It's always a half truth, though. Always a half truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we hooked up like one time, but I mean, it's like over, and I'm really into you now. So, like, you could hear it. God, uh, I'm sorry that happened to you, but it's yeah. also just like, like, why is it a Mad Lib? You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty frustrating, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well, thank you for writing in. Thanks for writing in. I'm sorry that you two were scorned by a Libra man. <laughs> happens to the best <laughs> of us. It probably hasn't been the only time. Yeah. Um, at least this seems like it's years ago. We've worked through it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we've got, folks. That's all we've got for you spooky season we're back next week with new looks new costumes (laughs) um and we're also trying some subscriber content this season so subscribe pay us (laughs) (laughs) if you want see you next week sluts bye sluts